Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 8, you will hear stories from our ninth collection, Sooner or Later. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. The Origin of Lust by Becky Gould Gibson. This story is read for the author by Mary Jones. I didn't know the word lust when I was ten, but I sure as heck knew Elvis. Love me tender, don't be cruel, hound dog. I played 45s on the portable pink turntable my parents bought me for my birthday, danced with the door of the bedroom I had to share with my little brother Davy. Was that lust or its precursor? proto-lust, or lust maybe. Fifth grade, I'd fallen for Johnny W. in fourth, but never let him know it. Liked is how we put it. Johnny may have liked me too for a while, but he gave up for what he must have figured was my lack of interest. He took up with Betty something or other, who had breast in sixth, and in seventh crossed her legs in class and jounced her right leg over her left, while twisting a silver bracelet around one wrist. If I had to guess when I started to feel lust, finally feel it, I'd say 10th grade. I was 14, going on 15. That's when breasts showed up. There they were, almost suddenly, the two of them. I slipped on the red cashmere pullover Mama had just bought me and checked myself out in the mirror, turned to one side, then the other. My mother had no breasts to speak of, nor did my grandmother's. So I was not looking for big, just something. I stuck out my chest in that red sweater whenever I got the chance. Until then, I'd worn mostly cardigans. Did Mama notice something I hadn't noticed? I was filling out, breast, hips too. Well, what about that? Having breast woke me up to my body. A little charge, a little excitement, kind of all over. Was that lust? Boys seemed irrelevant to what I was feeling. Even then, I doubt I knew the word lust. Most of what I'd gleaned so far about sex came from Ovid, in Latin. Little passages from Metamorphoses we translated for Elfrida Cole's second-year class. Miss Cole never married, no boyfriend in sight. What was on her mind as Jove took one more nymph to the bushes? I never thought it odd she was having us read, not just read, but render every delicious syllable, every ripe situation. I dutifully translated the passages she assigned us. I was beginning to get the picture. The year before, I'd just moved to a new town, a new school. Scrawny, long-necked thing, tight pin curls, round-collared blouses. Shy, painfully shy. I'll never forget the day Miss Cole, a tidy woman in her fifties, introduced me to her first-year class. As I stood in front of the room, I could have sunk through the floor. Yet, at her gentle urging, I was able to find voice enough to tell my classmates who I was and where I came from. Kind yet rigorous, Elfrida Cole was one of the best teachers I ever had. For the two years under her tutelage, I may have learned more about language and love than at any other time of my life. I'd signed up for Latin, 
transformation is what I got. My career in lust, or trying to avoid it, had begun. What intrigues me now on looking back is considering those stories from Miss Cole's perspective, what we called an old maid Latin teacher, opening the eyes of her nubile young charges, not just to Latin, but to some of the hottest plots in Western literature. I entered her class with my nascent libido as yet untapped. What in the name of Jupiter was Miss Cole thinking? I mean, deep down, about Venus and Adonis, or Pyramus and Thisbe, or Echo and Narcissus, or Daphne and Apollo. Yes, the passages came from a standard school text, but Elfrida Cole was nothing if not thorough. My guess is she had the metamorphoses well in hand while we were still in diapers. As she listened patiently to us read Ovid aloud in our halting English, I detected no hint of slyness in her expression. Had Elfrida ever had a lover, or was Ovid it? The day I wore my new red cashmere sweater to class with my just-budded breast, I felt, well, alive in a way I'd never quite felt. My own breast, not someone else's. No light padding to fill out the contours, as the bra fitter at Ivy's counseled. Frizzy red hair and apple bosom, which somehow made her an authority. Advice of hers I did take. Bend over, let your breast fall into the cups. Precious little falling or filling. Still, they were there. It was during my sophomore year that the elements of lust came together. Red cashmere sweater, breast in evidence, Ovid, chastely offered by Elfrida. Boys, actual boys, would have to wait. Copyright 2023, Becky Gould Gibson. Becky Gibson has published three chapbooks and five full-length books of poetry, notably Aphrodite's Daughter, Texas Review Press, 2007, Need Fire, Bright Hill Press, 2007, Heading Home, Main Street Rag, 2014, and Indelible, The Broadkill River Press, 2018. Her current focus is creative nonfiction. Three pieces appear in print in Snowy Egret, Canary, and Twists and Turns, Personal Story Publishing Project, Fall 2022. A fourth comes out soon in Cold Mountain Review. Becky taught English at Guilford College until 2008, when she retired to write full-time. She lives in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of Six Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another Six Minute Story. You can read them all in the nine anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.